are you guys pretty much ready to go on this one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. When did you, when did you, did you like, you actually watched it or you just skimmed it? I watched it, yeah. You watched it? Yeah, yeah. Jason, when did you watch it? Oh, I watched it today. Today? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I literally just got done watching this one. Um, really, really fun movie. Oh, it's, it's the best movie, dude. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, my brother, uh, he showed me movies. He showed me all my favorite movies, and this was one of the first ones. Uh, I remember uh, we went to Hollywood Video, and that's where I first watched it. I nice. didn't watch it in the movie theater. Okay, so. cool, cool. Yeah, it was right. Hollywood Video. <laughs> it wasn't Blockbuster, Yeah, but I remember it was Hollywood Video. All right, well, let's get into it. Um, yeah. Let's uh, play it again, man. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. Good morning, Vietnam! You're going to need a bigger boat. Hasta la vista, baby. What's up, everybody? Steven here, and we're here with Jason. What's up? And we have a special guest. We're here with Chris as well. Hey, hey, what's up? Jason's homie from a long time, and the reason he's here is because we're doing one of his favorite movies, he tells us, um, and that is Snatch that came out in August of 2000, and it had a budget of $10 million and grossed $83.6 million, which, I mean, this was definitely a success and pretty much set up Guy Ritchie, who wrote and directed this movie, uh, pretty much set up his career for the next few decades, and now, I mean... I don't think his name is synonymous with filmmaking the same way that like Spielberg or Tarantino is, but people have seen his movies, whether you know it or not. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, this movie made a bunch of money, set up a lot of people's careers. I think for sure Jason Statham's um, helped him launch himself into uh, into Hollywood. But uh, let's start at the beginning, like we do all the time, and talk about when we first saw this movie. So. Heard a little bit from Chris, but you could go into more detail and tell us uh, really what it was like seeing this movie for the first time when you remember about that experience. Well, what I remember it was we didn't rent the movie. I remember uh, it was you remember when they would have like five dollar bins, like oh you buy like yeah, two yeah, yeah, movies, yeah. And of course. That was one of the ones that my brother Chuck picked out, and oh man, I just fell in love with it. Like I watched it. That was back in what DVDs? It might have even been VHS. Yeah, it could have been. I, I know. I know. I own this movie on VHS and DVD at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it just became like a. So when when you saw it, um, you said you watched it with your brother. Was it um, something that you guys like? I know you probably watched it a bunch by yourself, showed it to friends, but did you like watch it with the rest of your family, or like you just something that you 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 two shared together? It was something that me and him just shared together. Uh, I mean. I, at an early age, and he showed me Basketball Diaries, so oh, that, nice. that really turned me on to like yeah cinema. And he kind of explained to me what was going on, what what's going, what's happening with the characters at an early age. Yeah. So I, I you know, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. We kind of had a bond for movies at an early age. Definitely. Sweet, sweet, yeah. sweet. All right, Jason, what about you? When was the first time you saw this movie, or the first time you can remember seeing it and it, it making an impact on you? Yeah, I think um, I want to say like early 20s or maybe even a little earlier like 18 19 
Um, yeah, it, I think I think watching it with Chris actually is one of like the earliest people um, I remember watching it with and being super stoned and <laughs> and watching this movie and just being so blown away by like the way they introduce all the characters, yeah. the way that that the the storyline is all. You know, it's it's working together. Like each thing is making it's 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 like a, it's it, it's an if, cause and effect. Cause and effect. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly definitely. what I was thinking. And I yeah. was like, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is this is a great movie to watch high. Honestly. Oh, definitely. It is so definitely. fucking powerful. And uh, yeah, I think I think I want to say that's probably the first time I remember first seeing time it. you've seen it. Uh, okay, so for me. Um, I saw this movie in the theater, actually. I remember going to watch it with my mom. My mom, uh, God bless her, she's the reason why I love movies as much as I do. She is a huge movie connoisseur. And, um, you know, if there was a movie she thought she might like, we would go see it. And uh, we went to go see this movie in the theaters. And I just, I had no idea who Guy Ritchie was. I think this was right around the age when, apart from like Spielberg and... Scorsese when I started like I need to know who made this movie um so I had no idea who Guy Ritchie was and I think right before uh you know he he did Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels right before this mm-hmm. I think my mom had seen that movie and I don't know if she took us to go see it because she knew it was the same guy but I I feel like she had already seen that one and um we watched it in theaters, and I just remember, like, I knew who Brad Pitt was and nobody else in the movie. Like, I didn't recognize anyone. So I remember watching this movie, and like you said, immediately from the start, introducing the characters and, like, how the stories are interwoven. It was very, like, it was very re- reminiscent of, uh, like, a Scorsese, like, mm-hmm. f- what Scorsese is for fucking, like, American crime dramas is what this was for, like, English crime dramas. and I, Or, like, just movies in general and I was just blown away by it and I fucking loved it and then immediately when it came out on VHS we we bought it and then we got DVD and you know upgraded and got that shit too and it's just something that we we quote all the time there's so many different quotes I wrote down in here we'll get into that stuff in a little bit but it was just super duper awesome and then going forward I became um I considered like going backwards actually watching Lockstock and everything afterwards. I considered myself a Guy Ritchie fan and then slowly fell off of that, but we could talk about that. I think uh, Jason asked me for recommendations for the podcast, and I think the top of my list, the first thing I told him was Lockstock. Oh, really? I uh, think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lockstock is really, really fun. Oh, yeah, it's, man. It's a super duper fun movie. I, ba- I barely watched that last year, I think. Oh, yeah, man. I'd watch it again. Have another look. I, I think you'll it'll grow on you. It's um yeah, because it was cool, but it was just like I was just I just kept thinking Snatch the whole time. I, it's I, the early like, stages of Guy yeah, Ritchie. I, yeah, I, yeah. I I I I think Snatch is a superior film, but Lockstock is it's it's so good. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really fun. It's like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Yes, uh, that's almost exactly what it is. Um, so that being said, we can talk about. The filmmaker and the cast a little bit uh, before we go into the rest of the movie. So, like I said, first off, um, Guy Ritchie wrote and directed this movie. And the first thing that I noticed, is like I mentioned to you guys before we started this, I was just so busy. I wasn't looking forward to doing this because I just didn't have enough time. But as soon as I put it on, listening to uh, Turkish, played by Jason Statham, talk... 
um, like his voiceover and then yeah. the, just people talking. And the 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 writing is so tight. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, and it's just it's it's almost melodic. It has this this enunciation. It just mm-hmm. it just comes and it flows and it's and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, and Guy Ritchie just I. I he knows obviously his culture very well, and he, I don't know his background particularly, but it seems like he might have grown up in a little bit of like a sketchy area where, because oh, yeah. it just seems like he knows it way too well for yeah. it to not like be written that well. Hung out at pubs, you know. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. He out. he knew he knew a guy some who knew a guy characters. that fucking yeah. dealt for whoever some shit like that. But I'm yeah, sure some of these stories are probably true. Oh no, some yeah, for sure. Something yeah. that he something like, that he heard, something that he that yeah. a friend told him, something like that. But yeah, so he started off. His first film is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels in 1998, which we were just talking about. It's another crime crime thriller movie. Um, Jason Satham is in that movie, as well as a few other people in this movie. And uh, Vinnie Jones comes to mind. Um, and it's just, it's a really fun movie. And if you guys haven't seen that one and you like Snatch, definitely check that one out. It's fucking really, really cool. Um, and then in 2000, he makes Snatch. 2002, he makes Swept Away, which I haven't seen. Revolver, he works or he works again with Jason Statham on Revolver in 2005. I haven't seen that one. It's a pretty, it's pretty cool. It's not. I wait. I, it's about a gun. Oh, obviously, it's called yeah, Revolver. It, it's 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 another it's another like gangster tale, uh, pretty much. But um, after that, he is it like kind of because the first one was about guns too. The yeah, Lock, yeah, Stock, yeah. Smoking Barrels about two it's, rare it's, guns. It's not necessarily about a gun. It's just. About like British uh, fucking yeah. gangsters. Yeah. Okay. Um. But uh. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I got stock in fucking Guy Ritchie. Like, I like Guy Ritchie a lot. And then he does Rock and Roller, and I see the trailer for it, and I'm like, okay, cool. For the record, I, yeah, I love that one. I love that I, one. I, I love that one a but lot, dude. For yeah. me. I'm not a huge Gerard Butler I fan. That was kind of... Oh man, he's so good in that movie. I'm not though. a huge Gerard Butler fan, and the trailer didn't. And sell Idris Elba. The trailer didn't sell me, so to be honest with you, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, I haven't oh, seen man. it. You gotta watch it. Um, and I didn't hear great things about it either. No, so... it's really good, dude. Okay, Tom I'll, Hardy. I'll, I'll check on, it out. I didn't even know any I, apart from uh, Gerard Butler. I didn't even know Idris Elba or Tom Hardy were even in those movies. Ah, dude. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Um, and then have me back if you guys ever do that one. Okay. Uh, if. That's 2008. That's Rock and Roller 2008. And then after that, he starts going in the franchise mode, and he does Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes: Game of Shadows from 2009 to 2011. Seen those movies? Or I've seen the first one. First one's enjoyable. I like it's, the first one a lot. Yeah. It's not the best Guy Ritchie movie, yeah, but it's cool. it's it's cool, and it showed uh, showed people that he could carry a franchise. And then he did two films that have um, their their IP films pretty much. Uh, Man from Uncle was a TV show back in the day, and he made that in 2015. Didn't do well. Uh, and then they tried to make a King Arthur movie with Charlie Hunnam in 2000, uh, I like that one. 2017. I think I fell and, uh, I'm sorry to that one. I, yeah. That one I tried watching. It. I didn't hear great things. Didn't hear great things. And then after that, in 2019, he makes the live-action version of Aladdin, which... Oh, man. I, I actually tried watching it, but... My sister put it on. I watched it. Not great. It's garbage. You know what surprised me the most about that is how good of a visual storyteller Guy Ritchie is and how bland the camera... Like, everything about that movie is. It's, it's really bad. 
Um, and then the same year, he returned to the gangster genre with The Gentleman. Um, oh, great movie. Fantastic. I, I, I haven't movie, seen dude. it yet, but I do want to watch it. I'm a, I'm a Colin Farrell fan now. and uh, I think that might, yeah. that might give you a run for your money on what is your favorite Guy Ritchie film. Really? It's, it's definitely, good. I think it, I don't know, I can't say it's, I like it more than Snatch, Matthew but I like it a lot. Dude. Fucking great in that movie. Okay, I'll check it out, man. I'll check it out. But yeah, that's Guy Ritchie. That's what he's up to now, and I'm sure he's going to be make another movie for Disney at some point because he made them like almost a well, billion dollars on, on Aladdin. I already said he wanted to go in that direction because he has kids now. That's yeah. why they all yeah. do it. Yeah, That's why Adam Sandler's it. movies started sucking. That's why fucking a lot of people's movies start sucking because yeah. they have kids. I mean, shit, if I was a director, I would do the same. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would just make R-rated movies that my kids could watch. But I, that's I, just... I would definitely that's never at the appropriate age. That's just me. Well, I mean, I watched Goodfellas when I was like four years old, so... Yeah, ten, you know. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> as long as there's not, like, full penetration, they're good to go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, next up we got Turkish, played by Jason Statham. And uh, when I first saw this movie, had no idea who he was, mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of people did. Right before this, he did uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which is, like we said, a great, great movie. Then he does this movie, 2000. And then he does um, <clears throat> Ghosts of Mars with John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. I didn't even I recognize he was in that. I didn't I like recognize with Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah, I didn't recognize him in that movie for like years. And then yeah. I was like, oh shit, that's Jason. When I went back and rented it from Blockbuster before Blockbuster was gone, I was like, oh shit, that's Jason Statham. Like I, I saw it in theaters when it came out, um, but I did not know it was him. And then he gets into the franchise game. He does Transporter oh, yeah. in two thousand two. He does Crank, another franchise, in 2006. Expendables in 2010. And then he joins the Fast and the Furious franchise in 2015. Is it those? Yeah, dude. He got his own spinoff. He's a huge part of it. He's got his own spinoff movie with The Rock, Hobbs and Shaw, in 2019. Oh, man. So let me ask you this. When I saw... When I saw this movie, I was like, I like this guy. He's fucking cool. Like, But he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, no. no. Like, all this, and I thought he would be just, like, another cool, like, fucking subdued actor. And then when he came out with, with the Transporter, I was like, oh, is he going to try and be a fucking action star? Oh, that's not going to work. And did he it, still have his accent in those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But then it did work. And then he does Crank, and then he does The Expendables. And then I'm like, dude, this guy's turning out to be, like, an action star. I don't care for a lot of the stuff he does because he does a, there's so many movies that he does in between little indie movies oh, that he does a ton. are all action, all action the yeah. one fucking home front all this other yeah. shit but I was like sold on the idea that he was going to be kind of like a more serious British actor because he's so good in this movie yeah. but in everything else he comes off really really campy yeah um how do you guys feel about him in, the, in this movie and how he how his career like kind of veered in that direction uh yeah I mean he's in this movie, he just—it's all—it's all basically dialogue. But the way he delivers it, his expressions, his facial expressions—it's—he's—he's he's a genius in this movie, man. Like, yeah, his his his, his delivery performance is phenomenal. His dude. delivery for some of these lines is just fucking really really good. But yeah, his, his the the dialogue between him and Stephen Graham—it's just—it's the best, dude. Like, yeah. 
I wish I could see a whole another movie with just them two in it. It would be really yeah. fun. It'd yeah. be really fun. Like a short film or something of them. Just anything. Just, like, yeah, just any like a road a road trip buddy comedy, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> a road trip buddy comedy. Yeah, some <laughs> shit like that. What about you, Jason? How do you feel about him and like how his career went veered off in a different direction? You know, it, it was probably like I don't I wanna say like he he did these roles and then was like I don't really have another one in me like this. I can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because maybe he tried or like he re- he read for something and was just and like, he was, wasn't getting oh, anything. This isn't really me. And he was already. I could, a, you know what? I could see that. He yeah. was already a martial artist. Yeah. So he already had that. And did we know that he was like an Olympic uh, high diver? That I didn't know. Yeah, he he was like Are an you Olympic. Serious? Yeah, he was an Olympic high diver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if him and Guy Ritchie uh, got their black belt together because, yeah, aren't they both black belts? I don't know if Jason I don't know about, is yeah. a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but I know Guy Ritchie is. Really? Um, yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I but, did not know that. Um, but Jason Statham definitely is a, a, like a karate, like, yeah, yeah. Though, like he's he's high rank yeah. for sure. So I, I think... I think it just, it just it suited his wheelhouse yeah. pretty much the way his career went. I think it's just like, yeah, I mean, like, let, let's try it out. Yeah, it just it just sucks because with the with the a role such as this shows what he can do because there's some like dramatic moments in some parts in this movie that have just really like cut to the core of like yeah. good character work, but he's made so many fucking ridiculous movies to this yeah. point. The Meg and like oh, God, yeah. all these different movies that I don't think that he could go back. You know, maybe yeah. somebody puts someone in a role and he's just outstanding in it. But if anyone can do it, it'd be Guy Ritchie. Another probably, another probably, one. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he hasn't worked with him in a long time. He hasn't. Yeah. No. So like, if he revises his character, maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. But I, anyway, that's that's. I think for this, I, I watched an interview with Guy Ritchie, and he was saying, um, this was like a year ago. Well, the the video was uploaded a year ago, so he watched it. Could have been before. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, "Oh, it's been twenty years. I'm rewatching Snatch, and I guess he hit up Jason Statham. Like he was, he was FaceTiming on the phone. He was just like, dude, you 'Dude, you're so genius in this movie, man.' Yeah, it's, he's really good in like, this movie. Yeah, his, his his timing and the delivery of his lines are really good. But but real quick, I do like the Transporter movies, and I do like Crank. The I movies. I like Crank because it, fun. it's dude, it's, it's like it's so wild. Crank is it's I mean it's based off a video game, and oh, you, it? and it gets like cartoonish like video it, yeah. game vibes. Yeah. The transporter movies, however, I'm not. A I'm fan a big of those fan movies. of the first one. I love the first one. I but just, he has to get some girl from like point A to B, right? Well, he doesn't. So his thing is he never looks in the trunk. Yeah, but it's, a, it's a chick time, in this the time trunk. He did, and it's a girl in the trunk, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I can't, I can't do this." Yeah. Okay, and then he has to save her and shit. So. Okay, so moving on. Uh, next big hitter we got is Brad Pitt, who plays Mickey. Oh um, man, yeah. And he's fucking fantastic in this movie. He's really, really funny. Um, how he came from where he started to this role is pretty interesting journey. I mean, he 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 does some movies in the eighties, but his big breakout roles in Dalmo and Louise, directed by Ridley Scott in nineteen ninety one. Um, and you know, at that point, he's kind of just a pretty face, but people really love his face, so he's getting casted in a bunch of different stuff, and he goes kind of nuts. He 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 takes like roles that. Are not safe. So he does Cool World in 1992. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that one, but it's a like almost like a rated R Roger Rabbit type deal. Oh, wow. um, and it's it's an interesting movie. I can't say that it's a good movie, but aesthetically, it's fun to look at. Um, 
he's not great in that movie. I'll say that much. Um, and then he plays a stoner in True Romance, nineteen ninety three. Everybody loves him in that in that part because uh, yeah, he just plays a really good stoner. And then when he starts really busting his chops out, it's probably like nineteen ninety four, an Interview with the Vampire, yeah. oh, which I, I think he's movie, he's yeah. fantastic in. I think it's mm-hmm. a great movie. And then when people really start paying attention to him, uh, not just his face, but what he can do is in nineteen ninety five was when he works with David Fincher on Seven. Mm, um, that's when he really comes into his own. And at and then that same year he does Twelve Monkeys with um, love that too. Yeah, Terry Morgan, Get- Morgan Freeman and. Uh, no, Morgan, that, that's, well, that's seven. seven. That's seven. seven. My bad. Sorry. Twelve Monkeys. Uh, it's Terry Gilliam film um, with Bruce Willis, where time traveling, and he. For, for, that's like the first movie where he doesn't play like, not to say that in seven he plays a heartthrob, but he's still like a brooding detective. In Twelve Monkeys, he's like an insane. Yeah. He's in an insane asylum. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. What year was that? That was nineteen ninety five. So wait, didn't uh, Fear and Loathing come out in ninety? 90- Fear and Loathing came out in 98, but he's not in that oh, movie. No, but Terry Gilliam, because you were saying... Oh, yeah, 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 Gilliam, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. that's right. Um, and then, yeah, he makes a few more movies, none that memorable, fucking uh, Meet Joe Black. In 1999, he works with Fincher again, does Fight Club, which became a cultural phenomenon, yeah. rightly yeah. so, because that movie's fucking good. Tyler, so, Tyler Durden's, like, one of the most that, like, iconic... That, him, right? It's, yeah. It's, like, like, oh, like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You're you're going to be here for good. And then he does other movies. Um, 2001, he does Ocean's Eleven, which he's great in, but he plays a sideman to um, George Clooney. And then he's doing other stuff, like action movies and shit. He does Troy in 2004, which, you know... Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a fun movie, but you know he's he's. I think it's a good choice for Achilles, but the way he plays him is not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he starts moving into more like his more like serious producer roles, and then also starring in the films like Assassination of Jesse James in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. which is a fucking great film. Yeah, and then he works yeah. with um, who directed that one. Uh, not Casey Affleck. He's 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 in it, but co-stars with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I cannot recall who directed that one, but uh, I know Roger Deakin did the cinematography for it. But oh, that movie is beautiful. No, it it really it really is. We were at Harkins, right? When when that came on? When that came out? Uh, yeah, because that was oh seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right then, and then in two thousand nine, he works with Quentin Tarantino for the first time. Uh, Glorious Bastards, yeah. and obviously he does a lot of other producer stuff. He wins an Oscar for Twelve Years a Slave, which he produced, and then he wins his own Oscar for acting in 2019 for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, he just had like a really crazy illustrious career, and you know, like we said, he was stamped as like a Hollywood pretty boy at the beginning, but he really proved his own like going through the fucking, you know, going through the trenches of being an actor, and he's he's. He's an American staple, same oh, way, yeah. like, I don't know, I look at him the same way, like, Robert Redford was, like, in the 70s, you know? Yeah, Kevin um, Costner, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> after that, we got my boy Benicio Del Toro, who plays Frankie Four Fingers. Frankie fucking Four Fingers. I fucking love Benicio Del Toro, man. Every it, character's it, name in this movie, it's... It's, it's great. It's, it's better great. than the last, dude. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow. For sure. Um, Benicio Del Toro... Play uh got his start in the early eighties. He was in a license to kill, the James Bond film. Um, really shines in uh Brian Singer's Usual Suspects, nineteen ninety-five. Mm-hmm. Super duper good in that movie, really, really funny. 
Uh, one of my favorite films of all time, Fair and Lowly in Las Vegas, comes out in 1998, and he is fucking fantastic yeah. in that movie. I fucking love him so much in that movie. He does this movie with Ryan Phillippe called Way of the Gun in 2000, I which like is not a great movie, yeah. but he they're both badass yeah. in it, so it's 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 a fun watch. Um, he wins uh, he wins an Oscar for Traffic in 2000. That's a good one. Oh yeah. Um, then he's in another big movie, 21 Grams, 2003. Oh, that's the other one. Uh, Sin City in 2005. I fucking love him mm-hmm. in Sin City. So fucking good. And then, you know, he's he, he's played Shay uh, Rivera. Um, he joined the Marvel Universe and plays the Collector. And he was also in The Last Jedi. So he's in the Star Wars Universe as well. And I just think he's fucking just super duper fucking just a highly underrated actor. Even though he uh, his accolades and everything, like... I just think he's really underrated. Yeah. This movie is really, really funny character because right. he seems to be like German or something. I don't know. I don't know what he accent. It's he's just doing. like his accent and, and Usual Suspects, like the way he talks. Yeah, yeah. Very it's, weird, it's very strange. Mumbly, like he can. If you gotta really listen to him to understand what he's saying. Yeah, very strange. Um, yeah. But yeah. I see you, heavy. I'll see you, heavy. I'll see you, heavy. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, what, what? What did he say? He's like. He's like. When in Rome, I'm, I'm not, I'm in, not Rome. in Rome. I'm, I'm in, in a rush. rush. I'm in a rush. <laughs> I got to make the bookies. Um. Okay. So that was Benicio del Toro. He's got a small role in this, but it's fucking great. I really like it. Next up, we got uh, Stephen Graham, who coincidentally for this movie, this is his first movie. Mm. Apparently, he was just with a friend at the audition, and somebody saw him and was like, "Hey, you, what are you doing here?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just fucking chilling." He's like, "Oh, you should read for this part." I read for the part, and he got it. Damn. Um, Stephen Graham's fucking pretty cool. He's in a lot of shit. Uh, I love him in uh, Boardwalk. Yeah, Board, Board, Boardwalk that? Empire. He plays, plays, he plays uh, oh, sorry, uh, Al Capone. Al Capone. <laughs> yeah, he plays Al Capone. He's fucking great in that, in, in, uh, in that show. Uh, he's in Pinky Blinders, and recently he was just in Martin Scorsese's The Irishman in 2019. He's good in that. Um, for this being his first movie, he's fucking really, he's really great. Um, fucking natural. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Public Enemies in 2010, I believe. Uh, the Michael Mann film. Yeah. Um, that one was really cool too. Uh, but yeah, he's great in this movie. For him, like I said, being the first time actor, like get a great performance Perfect out of him. Sidekick. Yeah. He's I see like, him in, um in the short. It's it came after the uh, the Martin Scorsese one. What was it? I'm sorry. Uh, the Irishman. The Irishman. Um. It's a very short film. He's playing a chef. It's like it's on Amazon for free. It's like fifteen minutes long. It's called Boiling Point. Boiling Point. Yeah. And it's on Christmas Eve, the busiest day for the restaurant ever, dude. Dude, it, he's genius in that movie. Really? Dude. And like, I honestly, I think it's like one take, dude. Like, it's one take. They're following him from like the dining area to the kitchen, and it's 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 beautiful, dude. Nice. It's nice. a good short. Awesome. Um. Next up, we got Vinnie Jones. He plays Bullet Tooth Tony. Hell yeah. Uh, this dude's fucking awesome. He's in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels in 1998. Then he's in this movie. Um, he's been in plenty of other shit besides that. Uh, he infamously, I won't say famously, infamously played the Jargonaut in, uh, Brett Ratner's <laughs> X-Men Last Stand, which was yeah. not great. Um, but yeah, he's fucking hilarious in this movie. Mm. Just probably my favorite character in the whole movie. Yeah. Well, it's really, really. Well, Boris. The, Bor- Boris, Boris is great. <laughs> Boris is Boris great. Boris is great, dude. Yeah. But yeah, Vinny Vinny Jones been in so many different things, and uh, 
he's just got a face like if you saw him and he wanted something from you, you just give it, you just give it yeah, up. Yeah, like he really was a fucking enforcer. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, like, yeah, man. I like I totally the first believe five it. seconds of him coming into the movie, you notice, you know Smashing what he's all about. Head into yeah, you know what dude. he's all about. Fucking, fucking yeah. insane. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> next up, we got Cousin Abby, um, played by Dennis Farina, who we talked about briefly on yeah. our Midnight Run podcast, yeah. which, um, you know, he's been in some stuff, Law & Order, this movie, Midnight Run. He's fucking great in this oh, movie. Yeah. He's like a, a less uh, threatening version of his character yeah. in Midnight Run in Definitely. this movie, but... Has some of the best bits oh. in this movie for sure. I just remember when he came on, how hard I was fucking laughing. At <laughs> yeah. Everything he said. Shut up and sit down, you, you big, big ball, ball fuck. fuck. We got Sandy <laughs> Beaches. So who the, the fuck, fuck wants to see him? Uh, just so, just so good in this movie. I fucking love him. Uh, but yeah, he's he's fucking great. Everybody else in the movie, I know I haven't seen them in much of anything else. If there's anybody you want to talk about in particular, you guys could definitely bring them up. But uh, if we're if you guys are good, I'm down to move on to the rest of the rest um, of the show. I like. Um, I know uh, Lenny Lenny James. Uh, he plays uh, Sol. Yeah, he plays Solomon. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a phenomenal. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna he, he's him. he's a really good he's yeah. a really good actor. He has a long stint on the Walking Dead uh, series. That show went downhill a long time ago, but yeah. he was good on it when it first started. I'm oh, sure yeah. he's still good on it now, despite the storylines and everything going on. But uh, this is the first time I ever saw him, and then since then, Same. every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, oh shit, that's um, that's that dude. He's fucking Solomon to me forever. Yeah, I think uh, we gotta mention Boris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Radezerbedzija. Uh, terrible. I can't pronounce that. <laughs> the only th- other thing I remember him specifically from was Mighty Joe Young. Oh, you never saw the Saint? Oh, I have seen I, the I've Saint. Seen the Saint. Yes, yes, that's yes. that's when I first saw. I him. recently just saw that movie for the first time because <laughs> I watched the scene where Jack Black gets his arm blown off, like for the first time, like on YouTube, and I was like, I gotta watch this movie. And can we just say Jack Black is in the Saint? Oh wait, I'm thinking of the Jackal. Never mind. Oh, okay. you're, you're the Saint with Val Kilmer, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Different I love movie. that movie. Sorry, I, sorry, sorry. I think he plays like just an extra, like a bum in uh, Batman Begins. Oh, he yeah. does. He does. Yeah, he gives yeah, he yeah. gives him the the coat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He gives him the coat. Uh, but yeah, he's fucking hilarious in this movie as yeah. Boris the Bullet Dodger, Boris the Blade. Um, Again, names, dude. How cool is that fucking name? Yeah. Boris the Blade. If you had, to... why do they call him the Bullet Dodger? Because he dodges Just bullets. bullets <laughs> I love the way he says bookies. Bookies. The bookies. The bookies. The bookies. <laughs> I want you to rob the bookies. And I always love how he does that thing with his hair. He always sl- slicks it back, yeah. and then and then says something. It's like, well, he's... there's not that many that take those kind of bets. Yeah, like he's about to lie. Or, like that's yeah, his, yeah, like, yeah. Tell, that's right? his tell. That's yeah. his tell for sure. For sure. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, any anybody else you guys wanna wanna talk about before we move on? Uh, Vinny and Tyrone, man, those two guys are really good actors. That play, yeah. You know, so of Ro- Robbie Sol- G, Solomon. yeah, Robbie G plays Vinny. I haven't seen him in. Any, this is the only reason I'm not bringing him up is because I haven't seen these people in anything else. Oh, I know, I know, um, I know Alan Ford who plays Bricktop oh, yeah, is in Lock, Lock oh, Stock man. and Keep Smoking Barrels, but I haven't seen him in anything else besides Same. that. 
I mean, just his, to not he's terrifying and, 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 dude, and, and, just to look at. And no, for real. And on top of that, like I saw Lockstock after I saw this movie. So to see his character in that movie and this movie just total polar opposites. Polar opposites. It's um, it's pretty jarring. Um, and then the only other person I can think of too is uh William Beck, who plays Darren, I believe. No, that's not him. Sorry, I'm fucking up here. Oh, Jason. Jason Fleming, yeah, uh, who plays Darren in this movie, you might have seen him in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He yeah. plays uh, <laughs> Doctor uh, Doctor Jekyll, yeah, um, but he's in a bunch of other shit too. He's also in From Hell, directed by the Hughes brothers, about uh, the Jack the Ripper starring Johnny Depp. Um, but yeah, it just uh, crazy cast, a lot of people in this movie, a lot of faces, a lot of people doing a lot of different things, and. Uh, it's a great ensemble movie. There's just so much going on in this movie, and uh, I think we should jump into the whole the whole movie, the Let's whole thick it. of it. Okay, so right off the bat, I would say that the this movie has like a cold open. It has the whole heist part at the beginning of the movie, or you get well first uh, you it, get Turkish talking, talking about yeah. he doesn't know anything about yeah. diamonds about diamonds yeah yeah and you totally forget about that by the end of the movie um, and then you get you get uh, you get that whole the whole opening of the robbery which I think is fucking genius oh, yeah, that man. it that it moves through security sur- cameras. surveillance cameras Surve- yeah, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. a really really fun Super way cool. to like show this like this whole thing and there's like because you could have filmed that whole scene with cuts with setting up the camera everywhere else it's like oh no we're gonna just fucking film this whole thing and put it on the surveillance cameras and it works out brilliantly and then once they get inside the lock the like the lock room Mm -hmm. this heist goes on and then immediately you get this like the movie just Punches you in the face and you get this fucking like outrageous like robbery. As soon right as away. that music yeah. starts, yeah, it, the volume of it's so loud. Yeah, and it's just like as loud as a robbery would be. Like how those guys come in, it's just yeah. so jarring. It's just like I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, and you're like, just like, oh shit! And they're yeah. like kind of speeding stuff up, and people yeah. are getting hit in the face with guns and everything. Yeah, and then the thing that this movie has in spades is just the fluent. The you know, it's it's just. It transitions so perfectly. And yeah. so I, I I wrote that I wrote that a little later when when I noticed it, but you're absolutely right about yeah, that. Yeah, man, it's just there is the, it, right here. There's the way there's no time the, for bullshit. Yeah, the way it jumps stories, it's seamless, but at the same time, kind of jarring. It's almost like it was meant for a commercial cut, and then it starts up like coming back, like oh, I remember what happened before oh, yeah. the commercial, but now we're with somebody else. Like almost like that, seamless, but at the same time, yeah. like di- like. It cuts it cuts itself off, but after we see the robbery and they're in the van or whatever, I think that scene's really really great. Um, they're they're in the van, uh, and then uh, Boris's brother well, is telling Frankie. Well, well, he he pulls the diamond out, yeah, and then you get the whole intro of like all the char- there. all yeah, the characters yeah. of the movie, yeah. yeah, and then to start a movie which, off like that, which is you know it's it's kind of important because. When you have a huge ensemble cast like this, you kind of um, it's it's hard to introduce everybody and without exposition show what these people are like or what they do or whatever. So this movie 
shows you their name, and their name kind of gives you an indication of what type of person they are, and then what they're doing in that scene right. shows you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fucking. They sh- they show Boris the Blade. They show fucking. They show. Uh, they show all of them. They show everybody. They show everyone. And, and they Guy Ritchie show... was saying he was really influenced by music videos and the Wild Bunch. Oh the no, wa- you the Wild do... yeah, Bunch yeah. did the exact same yeah. thing. It, it it introduced a character and then it freeze framed and then character's name pops. Yeah, up. which it which is like that's why I, earlier when I was saying this like a movie cold open. Tarantino with Pulp Fiction has the fucking the diner scene. Uh, Scorsese has uh, in Goodfellas has the fucking dr- the driving and the and the body in the trunk thing. Yes, like yes. the like and you know you you brought up the Wild Bunch, which is a western. Tarantino loves fucking westerns. Does the same thing like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly when you're introducing characters. The way he does it in Glorious Bastards, oh, Hugo yeah. Stiglitz, all that shit like that. So it's very reminiscent of American filmmaking. Or I mean, if we're Westerns, talking, yeah, if we're talking to Sergio Le- Leone, Italian filmmaking, but it's it's fantastic. It's a great way to start this movie because there's so much information that you're gonna have to take in. So you kind of almost have to be led in by hand, and especially if you're going from an American audience into this world, mm-hmm. it you need it. You absolutely need it. Um, what uh, what other scenes are your guys' favorites? Um, I think right after that, I like. Uh, I think it goes to to Tommy and Turkish, right? When they're yeah. when they're talking, when they're talking about how they need a caravan. Yeah, they need the caravan. He's like, "What's wrong with this one? Nothing, Nothing. Tommy. It's it's tough." Just not sure about the color. I love the fucking two minutes, Turkish. Dude, I have that forever is one of the best. Five minutes, Turkish. It was two minutes, five, five minutes, minutes ago. ago. Yeah. Well, so they ain't good. pikeys, are they? I, I fucking, fucking hate, hate everybody pikes. hates pikeys so much. Um, yeah, that 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 opening scene is great. The I wrote it down here. Turkish and Tommy's rapport with each mm-hmm. other. It's amazing. It's it's like a big little brother oh, type thing. Sure. Just yeah. just yeah. so fucking good and. I love the way, like, how the movie starts off. I mean, we'll probably get into it a little bit more, but Tommy just seems so out of place and because, so, like, right, wet, right. Be- wet behind the ears at the beginning but of the movie. But it's perfect because it was his first movie. So it's, like, going off of that. I mean, without, without, without knowing that, but by right. the end of the movie, he really comes into his own, you know? And he's obviously, in this scene, he's obviously intimidated by the business he's in. Oh, no, for sure, Because yeah. Turkish notices he's all... What's that in your trousers? Yeah, yeah. For protection. From who? The Germans. The Germans. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Turkish has been in, been around and he which, doesn't even have a gun. You know, which goes into the scene of Boris selling him a fucking gun. Yeah, and yeah. He's like... If it doesn't work, you could always hit, hit him with like, it. He's like, heavy is reliable. Heavy is good. good. Heavy yeah. is reliable. <laughs> if it doesn't work, you could always hit, hit him with it. And Which should have been a fucking towel. And right? motherfucker <laughs> knew, it, knew it wasn't going to work. If it doesn't <laughs> work, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't it work? Um, yeah, that one's fucking great. So, I I really like the... Um, I really like the, the campsite scene once they get to... Yeah. Uh, he's he's got he's got to take Gorgeous George with them to go take to go talk to the Pikeys and then right, they introduce right. they introduce uh, Brad Pitt he's taking a shit on yeah. the side of a fucking <laughs> on the side, on the side of, of a car. truck yeah. Ah. That's a flash car, Master. Not as flash as your bike, though, is it? Who are you looking for? Mr. O'Neill. Tell me to go and get him. That's a good lad. Piss off. 
Are you going to go and get him for me? Yeah. And what are you waiting for? The five quid you're going to pay me. Oh, fuck off. I'll find him myself. Two fifty. You can have a quid. Oh, you're a real tight fucker, aren't you? Now, there is a problem with pikers or gypsies. What are you doing, Potter? Get out the way back. Can't really understand much of what is being said. You tell me. Come back to Catherine. He's thrown ill. Fuck, man. Tell me, Mickey. It's not Irish. It's not English. How are you? Fair, the weather's been kind for the horses, you know. It's just, well, it's just pikey. Fuck me. Just look at the size of it. How big are you? Hey, kids. How big is he? He's a big man, that's for sure. Hey, man. Come and look at the size of this fella. Bet your back's a little. Can't you, sir? Ah. Uh, you look like a bachelor. Get out of the way, Mickey. See if the fellas would like a drink. No, oh, I could murder one. Be no murdering done around here, I don't mind telling you. Get your hands out of there, you cheeky little joy. Cup of tea for the big fella. Come on. Ah, don't be silly, Mickey. Offer the man a proper drink, oh. right? Oh, you little fucker. Is the big fella not coming with us? No, he's minding the car. What do you think we are? Thieves? I know nothing like that, Miss O'Neill. He just likes looking after cars. Get dags. Do you like dags? Dags. What? Yeah, dags. Dags? Do you like dags? Oh, dogs. Sure. I like dags. Uh, and then, dude, yeah, watching that movie for the first time, you can't understand oh, dude. anything no. that anybody's saying. Dude. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. I think this movie made me actually fall in love with, like, just English accents, dude. Yeah, no, it's 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 like, definitely. I think this one I was first most exposed to them. Yeah. The, oh yeah, definitely. Before this, my extent of British accents came from Monty Python, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Holy Grail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was um, watching this scene because like you're already jarred because English accents, especially the way they're not talking proper oh, British accents, oh, like no. like Turkish and everybody, they got like, what are you doing, yeah, roll roll, like all that yeah. shit. Um, so listen to them talk, and then they get to the pikeys, and you can't fucking understand. They can't even anything understand under, anything yeah. that they're saying. Kids like, roll up on bikes, and they're like, "That's a flash car, Mister. <laughs> That's a nice car, Mister. <laughs> Wait for the five quid you're gonna pay me. Five uh, quid. Fuck, fuck off. I'll find it myself. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. But that whole scene, meeting his mom, and then they sell them the caravan. Obviously, the wheel, the axle's not fucking on there. Yeah. Yeah. And. It's you bought it the way it came. Yeah. The, one, the way it's hard. The, the deal was the you bought it the way it's hard. Yeah. And then, obviously, they put him into the bare-knuckle bo- boxing match. Well, Mickey offers, he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll fight you for it. Yeah, yeah, Which kind of, like, I, 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 I just noticed this. I didn't notice it out of the hundred times I've seen this movie. But I guess Frankie Fourfingers and Mickey, they love to gamble. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I they, just noticed they, that. They, they, Both they, do that they do that. They do that all the time because they come to they come to an agreement when they later when they, on. When, yeah, when they on. when when they do the the yeah. um the the hair and the dog thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they just love fucking gambling. They love gambling. Um, but at the same time, I don't even think like that's true. It is true. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that it's not, but. I almost feel like it's not a gamble because Mickey knows no, he knows, he was, he knows he's gonna knock that motherfucker Dude, out. When when I first saw this movie and the mom was like, you know what happens when oh, you yeah. fight? It's like red flag. I, all I, over. Well, I actually thought the opposite. I was like, holy shit, is Brad Pitt about to get knocked out? No, but like, I was thinking the opposite. Like him him selling that to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like he knows it's a piece of shit. He knows it's gonna fall off. So, oh yeah, he probably so he what, was what a was, chess player. He, you know. What so I mean? what was hit? What was the he getting out of 
knowing that oh he's gonna come this guy's a fighter i'm gonna challenge him did they bet on that fight well okay so like, what was the whole point no 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 i mean he didn't know that they were gonna bring a fucking giant ass boxer there no the, yeah. what they what they were but what they were counting on is these motherfuckers are green they're gonna buy a caravan from me and i'm gonna get money and they're just gonna have to leave and if they don't like it we'll fucking kill them yeah. So once he saw the fighter, he's like, "Oh, here's another opportunity. Now I can fucking beat this dude's ass." Well, and one, just one of the first things took it. But that's what I'm saying though. Like, what what gain is he getting? At? He, he knows got a bunch of fucking money. Oh, they paid. They they bet on that fight. No, no he paid. He got for paid the for the caravan, 10K. and he knew it was a fucking lemon. Yeah, so when they were leaving, the fight was just a bonus. Oh, okay, yeah. that's what I'm saying. He like, knew he that, wasn't going that, to lose. That was that was like just. Fun. Yeah, the fight was just yeah. a bonus. Well, he saw the muscle and Brad Pitt right or Mickey right away said, "You look like a fighter." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like right then, he was probably like, "Oh, I could, like, oh, I yeah. know what's gonna happen." Because he tells him, "It's like nobody brings a guy that big unless you're trying to say something without uh, talking." Yeah. Oh, ex- yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So uh, that that whole scene, it's 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 really long. There's a lot of shit going on, but I really really fucking love when. Uh, Gorgeous George gets knocked out, and then you get that fucking song playing. Oh, yeah. Golden Brown by and, the Stranglers. Yeah, yeah. Def- it's fucking amazing. And um, actually, yeah, I wanted to Tur- say that Tur- Turkish's Turkish's like voiceover about it, and like just about Tommy that, might like, be dead. Yeah, like, Tommy is like, fucked. Like, they might as well bury the both he's, of them. He's praying, and if he's not, he, he fucking should, should be. be. Like yeah. the the dialogue in there is so good, and then like, dude, we- like. They're zooming in on Tommy, and those dudes are just fucking arguing. You, you know, can't, like, you can't hear what they're saying. Even yeah. if you did, you wouldn't be able to fucking understand. But Tommy, like, dude, and another thing, tears are coming Steve, down. His Stephen eyes. Graham just to be like, oh yeah, that dude, good I'd be in that scene, bricks. he's fucking crying. Yeah. I'd be shitting bricks. And like, just that part, like, it's so fucking good. Like, I yeah. like watching that movie today. I was just like, damn, this is, this is just something. Like, I I saw that scene the first time, and it always stuck with me. The just that slow push oh, yeah. in. There's so much action in front of them. These two dudes arguing each other. They're pointing at him. They're pointing at each other, yelling ball. You can't hear anything, but all you see is fucking Stephen Graham's face. And like he's like trying to be a big man, but there's tears in his eyes, yeah. on his face, and, and everything. And it's that fucking gun ain't fantastic. Doing shit for him. No, hell oh. no, dude. <laughs> not gonna do anything for yeah. him. He's not gonna get it. He's not gonna fucking point the gun, and get himself out of there. It's fucking. By insane. the way, the fight scene was really wild. Dude. Oh no, right. yeah, it's fucking it amazing. Was fucking awesome. And and, and oh, it's and, sick. And, no, and that's what I was yeah. gonna say. Is like, dude. You know, Brad Pitt is just toying with him. He's Gord- getting, yeah, yeah Gordon George. This yeah. is not his for his fucking beatdown, yeah. but the fact that he's just like, this is sick. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 grotesque, man. It really is. You, you know, after watching this movie, I think me and Chris talked about this a while back. Like, the more you watch it, the more you better understand what Mickey says each time you watch it. If you really listen, without like, a doubt, you without can a doubt, hear it better and better. I pretty much. There's I think only, I, I cheated. There's only, there's I, I put only, on captions. There's only today. one part that I don't understand what he's saying. It's when he's telling, when they're about to do the dog and the hair thing and they're talking oh, about the, yeah. the mom's caravan. Yeah. That's yeah. the only part where I'm like, oh, oh I don't know what blue. he said. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I, lo- I I didn't know before what he tells him when he, before he takes the shirt off. He's like, oh, this is sick. I'm out of here. And he goes, you're not going anywhere, you take worm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay until the job's done. Yeah, he stay until the job's done. I was just like, oh, that's what he calls them. Yeah. And then and then we fade to black, dude. 
And then one of my fa- all-time favorite songs pops up. Oh and, yeah! And we go to oh, we go to Vin- Vinny. You see Vinny. Yeah. Head into the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's 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 the exact part where I wrote seamless but jarring at the same time for the for the cuts. Ghost that, Town. That seemed, yeah. The specials. Dude. It's, Come it's, on. It seems it seems like you should have cut to commercial right there, but the movie just keeps going and yeah. it shows you a different like storyline. I'm gonna throw this in there real quick. Uh, Guy Ritchie was saying that, uh, you know, he didn't even think about the soundtrack in, until he was done with the movie. That's pretty and, surprising. And then he went through his Rolodex. Because the, the needle of, drops in this movie are fucking of great. Of pub tunes. So all these, yeah, from, yeah. from 85 pub. to 98, he went through just pub tunes, his favorite fucking pub songs. Yeah. And then he just, he was like, oh, this might be good here. This might be good here. That's crazy because I know... It's almost like he knew. That's, that's crazy because, like, I mean... I would imagine that he would because for somebody like like me, growing up, and it's funny too because I like, I I heard Tarantino say it too like you know Tarantino's famous for needle drops, um, but he won some stupid Spike Award like long time ago and he came out and when he when he got it he was talking about when he was young he wasn't wealthy enough to have a camera to film things so all he would do was write stories and then listen to records and like think about needle drops in his in his shit and i was like damn that's crazy because he used to do the same thing i didn't have a fucking camera when i was a kid either but i just hear these songs and be like oh this would be a fucking sick scene and then somebody from england too that i think works the same way as edgar wright who did like Shaun the dead and scott pilgrim and all these other fucking movies. oh yeah, yeah yeah so for guy Ritchie to just be like oh i shot this whole thing and then after the fact fucking like oh I could use this song here because the needle drops are very distinct in this movie right. and it's it's it, it works really really well. I wonder so if he continues pretty... to do it that way till this day. I mean he doesn't. I mean like I said I haven't seen the gentleman or anything like that. I just uh, his his I mean Sherlock Holmes is no needle. I mean it's just not the type of films he's making anymore. Yeah. But um yeah. you know who know who knows um what what else do you guys have in here because mine kind of jumps forward a little bit. So yeah they meet up. Uh, Soul meets up with Vinny at the pawn shop, right? Yeah. And Boris enter enters Boris. He wants them to hold up the bookies. Yeah. 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 And that, of course, the dialogue in that is it's great. no. I mean the di- and that's what was hard about this is like not trying to put the whole movie in it. Yeah but, yeah. but it really it really is 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 good and it's and and you know that that part i i so basically yeah that scene sets us up for all the characters they are all heading to the fucking boxing yeah, yeah, match yeah yeah now. yeah yeah all of them like they're all aligned whether whether going they're going to the, to the boxing spot. match or they're after the diamond whatever yeah, um yeah. i wrote oh i what the scene that i really really like that doesn't even have frankie four fingers in it per se is when Doug the head's talking to uh cousin abby cousin on the oh, oh that's one of my f- and yeah. then that's when you like i mean you 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 already know you already know Benicio del Toro's character. You saw that he was called Frankie Four Fingers at the beginning, but you don't know why. Yeah. Where's Frankie Four Fingers? I don't know, Abby. I'm not his mother, but I'm seeing him later. When later? Well, he said he wanted cash, so he's coming back after he's been to a fight. A fight? What do you mean? What do you mean a fight? A boxing match? Is there gambling involved? It's a boxing match, Abby, a boxing match. Did he have a case with him? Yes, he had a case. And this schmuck is gambling? You're talking about Frankie. I've got a problem with gambling fucking forefingers, Doug. Abby, I'm not telepathic. Well, you're plenty fucking stupid. I'll give you that. Do you have any idea why they call him Frankie Fourfingers, Doug? No, I have no idea. 
Well, because he makes stupid bets with dangerous people. And when he doesn't pay up, they give him the chop, Doug. And I'm not talking about his fucking foreskin either. Ivy, I'm sure he can pay. Well, not with my goods, he isn't. You got a toothbrush? We're going to London. Do you hear that, Doug? I'm coming to London. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. I don't like leaving my own country, Doug, and I especially don't like leaving it for anything less than warm, sandy beaches and cocktails with little straw hats. Well, we've, we've got sandy beaches. So who the fuck wants to see him? I hope that you can appreciate the concern I have for my friend Frankie. I'm gonna find him, Doug, and you're gonna help me find him, and we're gonna start at that fight. Yeah. yeah. So Doug the head and Frank and and cousin Abby are having this conversation. Where's he going? Blah blah. Oh, he's going to a bookie's. bookie's. Going to fucking London. He's like they don't fucking call they don't call him Frankie Four Fingers for nothing. for nothing. Well, you're plenty fucking stupid. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that whole and what was funny about that is like while I was while I was thinking about um, including the scene in the audio for the podcast, I was like, oh, it's gonna end up. End when he's like, you hear that, Doug? I'm coming to fucking London. Cut. And then immediately afterwards, he's in the office. Shut up yes, and sit down, you big, big bald fuck. fuck. I don't like leaving my own country, and I especially don't like it to leave it except for sandy beaches, beaches and blah, 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 and blah. little drinks with little umbrellas. Yeah. We got sandy beaches. So who the fuck wants to see it? Like, dude. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to put that whole part in the podcast because it's just so oh, fucking yeah. funny. It's so good. Um, oh man! But he also right before that, you can cut this out maybe. But he's like, yes, he's like, we're going to London. You know, yeah. fish, chips, cup of tea, bad Mary, food, Mary fucking poppins. worst weather, Mary fucking poppins, London. London. Yes, 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 dude. It's so, dude, it's so good. Uh, Dennis Farina is just fucking hilarious in this hey, movie. I, did we, we already went over that? What else was he in? Uh, he's in Midnight Run. He's he's got a small part in Saving Private Ryan. Did a long stint on Law and Order. He's been in a bunch of shit, man. Okay. He's been in the business okay. for so long, um, but yeah, I like I I know he's been in a lot more stuff than I than I've seen him in. But yeah, he's he, he's just oh, get shorty. I love him and oh, get yeah. shorty. He basically say, plays the same character all three movies that we're talking you, about. You mentioned the scene when when uh, um, when their one friend comes in with the with the diamond that's fake. It's Mickey Mouse. It's worth oh yeah, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a moisonite. Oh, it's a moisonite. Oh, what? Mickey Mouse man. That guy. That not guy, genuine. That guy. Inconspicuous. I like. Oh, no, that's a different scene. That guy later. I make the bodies. I don't erase the bodies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, what does he have a tea cozy on his head for? Yeah, the running the running jokes like I hate fucking pikeys. Is that tea cozy on his head? Like yeah. over and over again, just fucking fantastic. Um. So after the Frankie Four Fingers part. Oh, I had I had um explaining explaining that they lost Gorgeous George to Bricktop. Oh yeah, yes. Um, yeah. That's How do you lose him? It's not like he's fucking inconspicuous, is he? Fucking not a set of fucking cockies, now is he? Uh yeah, and then fucking uh him him just giving fucking uh Tommy the business is like oh put a leash on her Turkish before she gets hurt yeah like all that shit uh just so fucking funny like uh, the conversation that they have every time Bricktop's on the screen oh, dude, there's menacing. just this tension because the way you're introduced to him when when Turkish starts talking about Bricktop he's like 
two guys, has one murdered, and then doesn't like the other guy because he had that See, guy turned yeah, in. He's like, you're ruthless. Has him fucking murdered. So every time Bricktop's on the screen, you're just like, oh, fuck, what the fuck's he going to do oh, now? Man, he's a yeah. fucking madman. Before he kills that first guy, he's like, Take your tongue out of my ass, Gary. That's what dogs do. You're not a dog, are you? Yeah, dude. One of my favorite scenes is... So it's right after, I guess, Boris asks Sol and Vinny to hold up the bookies. And now that we introduce Tyrone. Tyrone. Oh, okay. Tyrone, so good. I have Tyrone for Dion Waiters. Oh, man. Okay, One of the Dion Waiters. I have a few. on my seat. So we meet, we meet Tyrone, <laughs> and you go, and uh, it's Soul talking to Tyrone and Vinny, and Soul's like, "You're bad to the bone, ain't you, Tyrone?" Of course I am. Tyrone's gonna be driving for us. He's done a rally driving course, ain't you, Tyrone? Of course I am. <laughs> that shit's so gold, dude. Dude, I, so good. What? What's wrong with that space over there? It's, it's too, too tight. tight. Clean the fucking jumbo jet, man. I and then, dude, without hesitation, without hesitation, hesitant, Soul's just like. Leave him. He's a natural, ain't you, Tyrone? Cool, dude. I love. I fucking, I fucking love Tyrone. Love when dude. he has to get out of the car. Oh. It, yeah. The sound of the leather. I love that shit. And then it goes to. Don't you say he was a getaway yeah. man? The, the fuck did he get away, get away from? Dude, yeah, so good. Uh, like, just yeah. worry about the guns, you know. <laughs> and you worry about that dog dribbling on my seats. Yeah. It was a funny that was, angle. Basically, yeah. that, that's my favorite It's behind you, Tyrone. When, you, when, you, when, you when you're backing up, things, things come from just... behind you. Yeah, right before they robbed the bookie. Yeah, so my, my, one of my favorites was the actual bookie robbing. But no, yeah. that... Oh, yeah. that Lead, that, even leading just, up to that, how yeah. they get they get I mean, caught in there. I mean, it's kind it's of the same scene. Great, and then that's the, that's a, oh, uh, the other man. chick that I that I had oh. for uh, Dion Waiters was the bookie chick. I didn't look up her name, but... She's in that Sinead movie. O'Connor. She's in that movie for so long. I don't know if you know what Dion Waiters is, but it's there's another podcast that we listen to, and it's like a person that is only in the movie for a short amount of time. They basically Dion Waiters, basketball player. They put him in fourth quarter. He fucking just shoots it out, shoots it out, scores all the points, and okay. they take and they yeah, take him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Tyrone, I say, would be Dion Waiters. That bookie chick would be Dion Waiters. And uh, yeah, she yeah, all bets are off. He's like, I ain't fucking buying it. That's good because I ain't fucking selling it. Like, dude, just so, just so cold, so you know just so cold. Yeah, just like she's she's seen she's been robbed multiple times, and she's not the first not, time she had a shotgun yeah, pointed at her. She fucking is not chest. heard at all, yeah. like at all. But yeah, that scene's just so great. Uh, Vince gets fucking uh, gets caught up in the fucking door. Uh, and the whole time I was like, dude, Vin- Vince and Solomon are such amateurs. Oh, dude. Both back and forth. Vince, Solomon, Vince, yeah. Solomon. Stop using yeah. my fucking, fucking name. Yeah. Uh, they finally get the fucking doors down. They find out that there's nothing there. This bitch grabs the fucking shotgun again, shoots at him, and then yeah, they're yeah. locked inside. And then fucking Tyrone lets him out. It's like a flaw in the security system. Like, for some reason, Tyrone can push the door open, but they can't pull the door out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think... It, well, yeah, yeah. Which is their much. downfall because later, Bricktops, his goons, yes. they're like, do you know these two fucking tits? This movie Great. is amazing for the fact that it makes chopping a dude's arm off, killing a guy... So fun and light. Yeah, like and I don't, like, I don't have any, yeah. and especially, I mean, they don't show. I mean, he takes the act, like, yeah. and 
How gangster? Yeah, he, has he doesn't a have a nine. He doesn't have a nine foot. He's got a fucking cleaver, yeah. like in a. He's got a, a holster for a cleaver on his fucking side, dude. And he chops his dude's fucking. Prepared to chop off limbs. What at I want to say is dude. the only time that this movie really you really feel or it shows like how sinister somebody is is when it shows Bricktop. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. people getting shot, people fucking getting their arm. Yeah, cut off. it's it's, it's like, all whatever. it's all pretty like. But when you see Bricktop, that's when that's it's, when things it's like, get serious. That's when you're like, yeah. oh, uh, when Ty- when Tyrone when Tyrone's getting the dogs on him. Yeah. Um, I mean that yeah, that that scene that's means. that scene in yeah the the whole nemesis yeah. bit. Um, oh yeah, man. I I love when. I love the when when Turkish is going back t- to get his money and then like he realizes oh, that God, yeah. that Harold and fucking Harry are in are in the office yeah, and then, yeah. and then when he backs up and Bricktop just does that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just so, I just so had them weird, polished dude. Yeah, yeah dude just, hey but uh, Turkish he's got balls man no he does because he, he, he looks fuck, at him he's, he's just, just like, like no fuck this blah blah and see that's what and that's what I'm saying too he's is not like, afraid he doesn't uh, scare easily when they do it the, when they do it the second time that's when you start seeing Tommy come into his own when they do it the second time and Turkish is on the fucking floor and Tommy comes in with the fucking with the gun and he's like what you don't a gun that he knows is not gonna yeah, work yeah not yeah. gonna work but he, that's his boy on the floor he's like yeah. I gotta get this motherfucker out of here they're gonna fucking yeah. they're gonna beat Turkish. his ass Get your ass up. Yeah. But what's cool is that you see why Turkish... You see Turkish doesn't scare easily. He should be afraid of Bricktop, but he's really not. And then Bricktop, why he respects or, or at least, like, doesn't just get rid of Turkish because of the fact that he's not so afraid of him. Yeah. Like, Bricktop respects that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, He steps on his shoes and, and Turkish just looks at him. And then Bricktop's like, anyway. Yeah. And then he just keeps talking. Like, anybody else would be like, you're fucking dead. Yeah, you know? pretty much. Um, I, I like uh, in that scene. I like how uh, Bricktop's like, "Go and put the kettle on." Oh, yeah. yeah, you take sugar. And that's what exactly what ja- what Jason's saying is like. Anybody else would have been enough. fucking dead like nine ways a Sunday, yeah. but he's yeah. like, "All right, Turkish, I like the cut of your jib. Yeah, go make some fucking tea, and we'll yeah. talk this shit yeah. out. But next time, just make sure you're doing my shit." Um, next scene I got that I really enough. love is the introdu yeah the introduction to. Uh, Bullet to Tony. Oh god. Yeah. Which yeah, which yeah, which yeah. is is crazy because in there's a rule about stuff like this in filmmaking. You don't introduce a character that that's an hour, vital well like over an hour well over an hour into the movie. No. But what an introduction he gets. What an introduction. He's banging that dude's head into the fucking oh, thing. And god. then he's just so, like he's 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 dude, you know he's murdered people, oh, yeah. he's fucking dude, tortured that song, people. He's I'm not sure who's who it is, but that song that's playing along to it, it's like this funky song, and at the same time they're like sampling like a car alarm. Which he's like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. like it's like woo. You know what I mean? But, but you dude. like like he's he's such a bad guy, but he's, he's so, so likable in yeah. this oh, movie. Oh man, you love him, right? So likable. And then I love when they're talking about him and then fucking they're going back to the eighties and you just say, You can be my lucky Madonna, star. dude. Madonna. I shoot you, you go down. You go down. And then, dude, when uh, this is the other Dion waiters that I have, the dude mullet who, um, God, I can't, I, I, oh, yeah. I hate the fact so, that I don't remember the yeah. actor's name, but he's in Train Spotting and uh, he plays Spud and and he was in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, he's in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. but when he gets him in the fucking in the door with the oh, yeah. with the window it's and he's tied, asking for information yeah, and yeah. he's like, turn on the radio, turns it on. You could Madonna's be my playing? lucky I son. Love this, I love this. Track. I love this track. <laughs> like, dude, just so funny. And right yet, be- right, wait, hold on. Yeah, right yeah. before that happens, I, I love this. I watch the table. Uh, watch the table. He's just like, um, 
he's talking to Evie. He's like, okay, I just got word the bookies was blagged. And then Evie, this is one of yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. lines. He's just like, blagged, speak, speak English. English to me. He's, like, he's just like, I thought this, this country spawned the language. So and far, so far, no one fucking speaks it. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, blagged, like, robbed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, so good. Uh, yeah, the introduction of Bullet to Tony is fucking hilarious. That um, guy gives it up that uh, Saul and Vinny fucking robbed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he gives it up at the same time. Um, there's just so much going dude, on in this movie. The guy, the guy that he has in the window, he's like, "You're using dog shit for toothpaste." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mullet. He's like effective, not too subtle, but effective. effective. <laughs> um. When you first, when Evie first meets him, dude, you remember he's remember he's just like, so uh, what should I call you? Should I call you Bullet, Bullet should Tooth, I call you Tooth, Tony? Tony. <laughs> yeah, so good. I love how 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 they get along so well, oh, like yeah, from man. the bat. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, you think about it. We as okay, so you gotta think, cousin Evie obviously is no stranger to life of crime. Yeah. We as audience members know fucking Bullet to Tony's a horrible person, oh, dude, but yeah. we like him a lot. Oh, so yeah. somebody that's already in that line of work that gets like that profesh like the professionalism and everything like that, they probably obviously get a, get along really really well. Yeah, and it and it comes off that way, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, can we can we not go over the part where the fucking the bodyguard for Abby? Is like I'll take care of him. Oh and yeah, dude! Like, and then they yeah, show the sure. fu- they show the fucking. Uh, oh, it's like give it to the give, me the, give me the hospital <laughs> first. Shoot that fuck yeah. and then give me the doctor. <laughs> Get my friend a nice Jewish doctor, dude. I love that part. Dude, he's all bleeding. Yeah, dude. Oh, at man. the same time, like that's a really good scene. Like all the characters are like on the same. Street, oh no, yeah, I, I had I had that next yeah. the, the cro- yeah. like the crossover. Oh my god, yeah. it, it, it happens out of sequence, so you don't like yeah. when the first crazy thing happens and the when second thing, crazy yeah. thing happens. You don't know where the milkshake oh, came no. from, who hit who the body, hit, yeah. like all that shit. You don't know who the body was. You don't know it's Boris no. or whatever. That whole cross section scene is just fucking I, hilarious. I love when Boris is in the street though, and you're seeing it from Abby and Bullet to Tony. Yeah, and the way he's like stepping, he's like, oh, it looks like oh, a chicken. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's a perfect Boom. way to describe it, dude. That's yeah. how I always saw it when yeah, I see him. I was like, like dude, chicken, he looks yeah. like a fucking chicken. Yeah. Just... <laughs> He's feeling the ground. How did he not know he was in the middle of the street? It's <laughs> like, just so funny. Like, yeah, like, because Fuck. you think he's in the fucking trunk. Rosebud's dead with the fucking sword inside of him. Yeah. It's like, oh, obviously the Russian's dead too, but no. Is that Boris? And he's fucking just yeah. walking. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love I love before that before they get him in the fucking or wait is it yeah no it's before that wait is it before that or after that I think it's after that after he gets hit by the car, um, Turkish and and Tommy go to Boris's house about the gun. So Turkish and Tommy are on the way to Boris to confront him about selling him the shady gun. And they fucking and they They took out the milk. They took out the milkshake. Which ends up getting Boris fucking hit by a car. But just just Turkish and Tommy at Boris's house, and he's just so fed up that he's like, "Hey, Boris!" And he just fucking grabs Ah, his nuts and walks him into the house, and then he walks back out with the fucking assault rifle. Um, just yeah, like, oh. right. Right after I had the 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 bar scene with Bucci, oh, yeah. Tony, and 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 Solomon and Vinny. That's really that good that scene. that whole balls. Your balls yeah, are shrinking. that whole monologue is just so yeah. fucking good. I don't want to fuss. 
and I don't want to put a bullet in your face, but unless you give me exactly what I want, there will be fucking murders. What's your name? Shoot him. Ooh. Let go of the gun. So, you're obviously the big dick. No, no other side here are your balls. There are two types of balls. There are big, brave balls, and there are little mincy faggot balls. These are your last words, so make them a prayer. Now, dicks have drive and clarity of vision, but they're not clever. They smell pussy, and they want a piece of the action. And you thought you smelt some good old pussy and have brought your two little mincy faggot balls along for a good old time. But you've got your parties muddled up. There's no pussy here. Just a dose that'll make you wish you were born a woman. Like a prick. You're having second thoughts. You're shrinking. And your two little balls are shrinking with you. And the fact that you've got replica written down the side of your gun. And the fact that I've got Desert Eagle, 0.50, written on the side of mine. Should precipitate your balls into shrinking along with your presence. Now, Um, really, really cool. And then even going into the hallway, like, Avi, pull your socks up. All that shit. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. Then him having to put, like, dude, dude ten, the whole ra- the whole- 10 rounds yeah. in a Boris before he fucking dies. He's like, he's like, Boris. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> boom, Boris, boom, boom. what are you doing here? You sneaky fucking Russian. Russian. Yeah. Sneaky fucking Russian. Yeah. It's just, um, just really, really good. Uh, that was the last, like, uh, favorite scene that I had. Is there anything, any other scenes that you guys really want to talk about? Um, it's real small. It's when they finally find um, um, Saul and Vinny, right? Mm-hmm. When they go back and then they find them, they find the, the diamond and then the dog gets oh, it. Oh, yeah. And when, he kill, when he kills Abby Tony. just shoots. He's like, come on, Tony. Let's go. <laughs> Tony? Yeah. <laughs> and just gone. I don't know. I, that that tiny little part. That, that I hate fucking dogs. That's yeah. what he says. <laughs> and he's like trying to like, all right, Tony, open them up. You mean open them up? Yeah. A can of fucking sardines. Yeah. Uh, really good. Um, oh, I, the ending, right? The the ending fight scene, the very knuckle scene. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I the the whole just... the, the whole reveal of the plan that that uh, Mickey had. Uh, to just take out Bricktop and yeah. his whole like fucking his whole thing. Oh yeah. Super super satisfying. Yeah. It's a really satisfying ending. Because you don't you don't know especially because of the way that they do it. Um they do that freeze frame 
and you think they're about to get shot, and oh, yeah. then everything gets explained to you. Yeah, it's just yeah. really, really satisfying. It's a satisfying ending for sure. I, I like, I just like that they kind of show uh, Mickey fighting. You know, even though he's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, you know, he could end it any moment. Vi- visually, the, the like all that stuff is re- cool is really, really that. cool. Um, I wouldn't say all that's like my favorite but it's it's uh they kind of speed it up like even though the movie no moves no quickly, they no right they do there, they do speed. and i think and i think it's good that they did because this isn't a They're fucking this is, yeah this yeah. isn't a rocky yeah. movie we're yeah, not yeah, here yeah, to yeah. see the see the fight yeah, yeah. um but, but we do but it is it is gratifying to see him in the ring for yeah, a little no, longer for, than for just sure for sure than just one knockout yeah no for sure i think i think it's really well done all all that's really well done and then you get the the payoff at the end, um, yeah. which is really, really great. Uh, did you guys have any, like, I know it's, I mean, Chris, it seems like you did, like, plenty of research on this. Do you have anything, like, behind-the-scenes stuff or, like, stuff about the story that you just really liked or anything that you wanted to talk about? So, like, I, I said it earlier, but I remember, like, just the 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 writing, dude. It's so good. It, the characters write themselves, and... Um, you guys did Tombstone already, and I don't know if you guys seen uh, the documentary Val. I have. Oh yeah, I have. dude, yeah. it's so I good, have. man. It is really good. It's and, fantastic. Uh, there's a scene where he's just like, like, I mean, he he didn't basically say I wasn't trying to act, but like, he was like the character was already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for it me. was just so yeah. easy for him to like and yeah flow with it. Exactly. No, yeah. I feel I feel the same way because I mean, the I like what what's um. Stephen Graham himself, like, I just feel like on this film in particular, Guy Ritchie created, wrote a script that everybody could understand so well for a first-time actor to understand so well. And more than likely, the environment and his vibe, you're right. It just lends itself to say, like, everybody knew their role. Everybody understood their character. And it was just so easy for them. Like, I don't know what he said to them. Like, oh, did you grow up here? This is how you saw things, blah, blah, blah. But everybody just seems so organic in in this movie. Nobody seems out of place. Nobody seems like they're in a different movie. Nobody seems like Judd Nelson. Like, it's it's all exact. like, Like, obviously, we're not from... Uh, Europe, we're not fucking British or whatever. No, maybe. but if you told ask me what CD underworld British like world was like, this is exactly what I would uh, like. I would believe I believe it wholeheartedly. Yeah, right. right. And, and if I if it, I had to bet my life on trying to explain to somebody like what it's like, I would just show them this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, and it works perfectly. That was yeah. I, I noticed like. I don't know if you would like the filter, the tint that they have on this. It really looks like you know, like gray. Yeah, gray. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it looks it's, good. It's, dude. it's it's gray. It's it's it, yeah. it looks like there, there's no scenes where it is raining in this movie, but it looks like it had just rained or yes. it's about to rain yes. in every fucking yeah. scene. Yeah, and every in every scene. Um, yeah, I just there's so much shit. Like I said, the dialogue in this movie, it's so tight. There's so there's so. Such little room for anything that you could cut out. There's no fat in this movie at all. Like it, it, everything works, even when you don't think you don't understand where a story point's going to with those with those scenes that overlap each other or like characters that are going to meet up with each other eventually. Like it just it works so so well and like the way Guy Ritchie and it it shows you like the genius of him from the beginning 
using the surveillance footage, yes, what yes. he's going to be able to do visually. You know, the fight scenes, like I said, we, you know, we don't spend too much time there, but they're cut really fast. They seem brutal. You feel like the impacts on them and like the slow motion stuff that he does when they're fucking yelling at Tommy, when they're showing the dogs and uh, with Tyrone and chasing after the hare. It's it's fantastic. This movie is a visual like meal. Like you you're just so satisfied after you're done taking it all in. And I just fucking I really love it. And uh, so many of the jokes hit. Yeah, Dad, you told us. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, fucking yeah. just just everything. Of course I am, Tyrone. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, drop the gun, fat boy. I think we did. Uh, so we did favorite scenes. What's your favorite song in the in the movie? Probably Golden Brown. Golden Brown. I really like yeah. that one too. Yeah. I, I like I like the ending one, dude. It's, um, it's oh Huey uh, Smith. Huey, Huey Smith. The piano. So, Don't you just know it? Dude. So this so this that, movie, is, that song has been in so, so many movies. Okay, so yeah, uh, famously fucking Bronx Tale, which we talked about on the last podcast. Oh baby, I love that movie. Okay, yeah. so so this doesn't mean anything to anybody but me. Uh huh. But when I was um, in my early 20s, I had this idea for um, for a series about four suburban kids who saw what was happening with YouTube and with like filmmaking and everything, and they wanted to start their own production company. And the whole first episode is them like the beginning of it is they they drink so they. They drink 40s, they get high, they watch movies, they play video games, and that's what they do all the time. And the main character finally is like, dude, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's We watch movies, we love movies, let's make our own movies, let's do our own shit. So every time somebody asks, like, oh, what are we going to do tonight? Basically what would happen is you see the top of a 40 split open, bomb getting hit, pulled, smoke coming out, watching movies. Like that quick fucking shot, plane, pill, all that right, shit. Right, right, right. So at the end of the first episode, Maybe going back. To so London. yeah. So okay, at the okay. end of the first episode of that series that I was writing, that yes, like yes. that's how it starts off, and then by the end of it, this the main character is trying to fucking trying to convince these dudes like we can do this ourselves. Like look at YouTube, look what these people are doing. And this is in like 2010 before people were doing crazy shit like that. So I was like. We're on the precipice of something great. Like we could, we could take advantage of this. Blah, blah blah. So this character finally convinces everybody. Like we're all on board. We're all going to devote our time to this. We're all going to fucking do this. We're going to put everything we need to do in this. And he's like, "Great. What do you guys want to do now?" And then it just does that same thing. Open forty. Fucking lighter. Fucking pulling the sh- pulling the fucking uh, the bowl. Blowing the smoke out. And then it ends. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> That's hey, pretty good. Like. It would be a yeah. tribute to Snatch. Oh no, that's exactly yeah, like yeah. in that episode. I wanted them watching Snatch at one point. Oh, like, okay. That's, that's okay. the whole reason I wanted to do it. That's, um, that's good. They have that same. I'm glad I mentioned that fucking song. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dude, I I would give any like a, like I always just want to film stuff just so I could see it on. The, I don't want money or fame or anything. I, I just wanted to see that on screen, and I try to get my friends to get together to film that whole first episode just so I could watch it. Yeah, yeah. And everybody would just flake out and like I never got to do it and I was just so upset. I, I like even considered just filming myself as four different people trying to do that shit. But yeah, yeah. It was like this movie specifically was the reason why I wanted to do that cuz that ending is just so fucking hilarious. Mm, it's great, dude. Yeah. What a way. I'm glad yeah, I'm, I'm super glad you brought that up. Yeah. What were you saying, Jason? 
I was saying that same thing of like the bottle, the, the joint, whatever. Yeah. They do that in waiting also. Yeah. They do that in a bunch of... Uh, Ed, Edgar Wright does that a lot. Um, I mean, it might be a British thing. I don't know. But it's... Uh, well, I think it's. I think it stems from... I know Edgar Wright, I'm pretty sure specifically, it stems from Sam Raimi the, with the Evil Dead stuff. The fucking chainsaw on the hand and like a bunch of other oh, stuff. Yeah. That's, where, that's where he got it from. I don't know so much about Guy Ritchie, but for sure it's... Um, it's it's just a really fun way to transition through yeah. different scenes and stuff. Um, but yeah, this uh, any anything else that you guys want to like talk? I mean, favorite songs. That's 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 a really good one. Um, anything else that you guys had in mind that we needed to talk about before we get to the last the last subject? It says I, I got here that it says um, Guy Ritchie did a direct homage to Reservoir Dogs and how they're talking about the Virgin Mary. Yeah. And um, and the meaning of Madonna's like a virgin. Oh, at the beginning, yeah. yeah Benicio yeah. del Toro is talking about how it wasn't supposed to be taken literally, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did that. Which a, makes a direct homage. I mean, makes exact sense. We were. I was talking earlier about yeah, uh, and it's like a sports Also, wow. yes, yes, wow. wow. Also, yeah. And see, that's just stuff that, like, if you're not paying attention, you just don't pick up on you know i mean some sometimes no no you no you, you gotta do, watch it 50 times no and then for, you pick for, up, dude there's so there's so many things where i'm like making correlations to like certain other films and i'm just like if i haven't seen this movie 50 times i would have never got that ever yeah. so that's that's a perfect uh example of that and and guy Ritchie married her for short months oh yeah they After they were married madonna and guy Ritchie. oh that's right i remember that what a dream come true! His, your your favorite song, uh, you know, as a twenty year old fucking Madonna, and then <laughs> you marry her. It's yeah. a great song. Must be surreal. How many times do you think the F word was used in this movie? Uh, I would say at least a hundred. Fifty. Fifty. At least a hundred. Higher than that. It's higher than a hundred. Yeah. One hundred and eighty-two. I'm gonna go one sixteen. Final. Final final answer. Yeah. Computer G Lucky at Jai. Lock- <laughs> One sixty three. Oh, you were way closer. Way closer. Way closer. Computer Lucky at Jai. <laughs> um yeah. Uh other than that, man, I think we need to talk about the hardest question. Um because we kinda we kinda went over like a good portion of the movie and talked about stuff that we really, really liked about it. Um, yeah, I think it's time to, to ask the hard question. We're producers. Chris is a producer. Jason's a producer. I'm a producer. We get the rights to the Snatch IP. Do we make a sequel, a prequel, or a remake of this movie? Wow. A sequel. That's a good question. I say a sequel. Definitely a sequel. I... Yeah, I was gonna say that. I would, I would love to see what happens to Soul and Vinny, because they get caught with that guy yeah, in the yeah, dead yeah. body. They're fucked. Oh, they're, they're going, going to prison, prison dude. Yeah. What's their next door? Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll, a prison break. I don't I'll, know. I want to see. You what, know what? what? Tommy and okay. Turkish should okay. all that money. Yeah, no, Tommy and Turkish would be interesting, but it's almost like a moot point because they're gonna be super duper rich. So yeah, it's they're kinda, gonna it's, still get in some dirty shit. I, I agree. I never even thought about Vinny and Soul. What would be funny, okay, so I'm going sequel two, and what would be great is see Vinny and Soul, they, they're going to go to prison, but they get cut a deal, so maybe they have to, like, 
go on like a bunch of undercover like missions or something but to like rat. Who are they gonna rat out? Anybody, Everyone's anybody, dead. anybody in the fucking in the underground scene, dude. Well, I don't know. Bricktop, or excuse me, they're Bar- all dead. Boris already knew. There, Boris already, who is a fucking criminal. He already had Soul and Vinny in mind. Like, damn, but you guys are fucks, right. Everybody fucks, is dead. Yeah, everyone's Boris dead. Boris is dead. But Boris ain't the, the only criminal that dead. knows. So- that's Soul true. And that's Vinny, true. Dude. There's Boris's brother. There, dude. It seems, oh, Boris's it, brother. It seems like this this underground. It's just so extensive. Like, dude, Bricktop could have a brother. And he's looking for revenge. Who who killed the what, fucking? What about Boris's Bricktop? brother? Hi, or no, that wouldn't work. I was gonna say Boris's brother hired Soul and Vinny to go after Brick or Tommy and Turkish, but they're. They're in prison. That that kind yeah. of deal would not happen. I, uh, th- that's what I'm saying is like I think. Well, maybe okay. So maybe they get out of they get out by trying to like get a plea deal to get people, you know, you know, trying to take other criminals down. And at the same time, they're getting offers from a bunch of other people that are like, oh, we know these people. You guys got to take this person out for them. I don't know. I think I think without. Even thinking about my answer before I asked the question, I was not thinking about Vinny and Soul at all. But I think it would be the most logical and the funniest interpretation of what happens after this story is over. Tyrone, too. We can include Tyrone. I, dude, I, loved, I love Tyrone. I love Tyrone. He's fucking hilarious. Maybe um, actually have a fucking scene with him get, <laughs> getting him away in a yeah, car? Yeah. <laughs> it turns out he's an fucking amazing getaway driver yeah i know fucking... right yeah, we never even better than him. even better than the transporter <laughs> yeah dude. uh so what about you jason you're going uh sequel with with turkish and, yeah. and tommy yeah because they got all that money but they're not going straight that's true they're and with straight. all that money a lot of heat comes down on you mm-hmm. because everybody's gonna be like oh these are new guys in town i want to fucking so it's about them trying to like maintain their their empires of somewhat because dude that that diamond's worth like eighty two million dollars or oh, some yeah. shit like that or no it's eighty two carats but it's worth like oh, millions of dollars a shitload of money oh yeah. well I mean no maybe Jason's right I mean Evie's a criminal Evie's on the way yeah he's on the way he could have devious plans yeah he's to just not, gonna take the fucking maybe to diamond. not buy it. that's what I was thinking at the he's end of when I was it. watching is like. When Evie gets there, he could easily just take it from yeah, Turkish. Yeah, but Turkish isn't a isn't a fucking yeah. He's, he's not a push, he's that, not a push so over. He's gonna find a way to get paid. Yeah, and like that's like right. Well enough to where he's like, yeah, here you go. But also throughout the entire film until the end of the movie, they were not lucky. That's true. They, they were not lucky. lucky. The they had time. their one break. Yeah. Yeah. And then just they're unlucky again. That's you interesting. Know what I mean? Once they get the diamond or the cash. Interesting. Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna see all the fucking. You know, they're gonna maybe they go to try to find the Pikes, even though he's like, uh, they don't want to be found, but like, hey, like, what if they try and go find him again? Yeah, no, like, I mean, I'd like at that point, I don't think they would have any need for him. They got they're gonna get all that money from the fucking diamond, but yeah, we'll, well, well, that's a that's a story for another day, but um, other than that, I think we wrap this one up. We got pretty pretty into detail with that. We talked a lot about. It. I want to thank Chris for being here. Yeah, thank you. Um, Thanks for having this me. This one guys. was this one was really fun. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back if we do another movie that you really really love. Um, Jason, uh, good job today, man. Um, <laughs> I just want to tell everybody out there if you haven't already, follow us at, on Instagram at. Play it again, man, underscore pod. Um, and tell your friends, tell your family. If they really love movies, this is the podcast to listen to if they're not already listening to it. 
Um, subscribe to our Instagram and like our videos and ask us questions. We really love fucking interacting with you guys on that stuff. But other than that, we will see you at the movies next week for Play It Again, man. I'm Steven Valdez. Jason Brunas. Chris Benavides. Ah, ah, ah.